Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Okay, we're finally recording. We're recording. Yay! Oh my gosh. <laughs> Welcome, everybody. Welcome to Two Black Girls, One Rose, where two black ass girls invade the whitest show on earth The, the Bachelor. Bachelor. I'm Natasha. And I'm Justine. <laughs> And welcome to Nice For What to These Niggas Part Part (laughs) 2. So, firstly, we need to announce that this is the last episode of the season. Yeah. (laughs) We we wrote it on Twitter, but we know not everybody follows us on Twitter. Yeah. But this is the last episode of the season Mm -hmm. before we come back in a few weeks for Becca's Bachelorette. Yes. Excited for Miss Becca. Trying to be. Yeah, guys, get excited! Come on, <laughs> we're doing this together. Trying to hype it up. Yep. Um, but they're gonna release the bios of all the guys, mm-hmm. so we'll come back and do an episode, yes. um, chatting about them. Mm-hmm. And then usually the very next week is the premiere, so mm-hmm. we'll be back, guys. Yep. Need to take a little break. No worries. In the meantime, while we're away, you can go back and listen to our episode. Uh-huh. <laughs> we have a fresh twenty, I think. Yeah, nineteen no, twenty like, something. Around I there. think this is like episode twenty-one or twenty-two. Yep. So we have plenty of episodes to go back and listen to. Also, in the downtime, we want to encourage you guys to please spread the word yeah. about two black girls, one rose. Let's help grow this community that mm-hmm. we have going. Like. We definitely have, like, people who message us a lot, yeah. email us a yep. bunch, and tweet at us a bunch, so it's, like, starting to feel like a little community. I yeah. love it. It's so, like we're all sisters. Yeah, it is. <laughs> so, I know some people are in, like, Facebook groups, or, like, Bachelor fan groups, or... Yeah. Any any online community that you're in, because mm-hmm. we're not privy to all of them. No. Like, you know, we're 28 millennials and stuff. We're not on every single social media everything. Right. <laughs> so anything that you're a part of that you can spread the word on, we'd really appreciate it. Yeah. Before Becca. Before yeah, Becca before starts, Becca. Let's get this thing yeah. on and popping. Yep. Um, also want to remind everyone to please rate, review, subscribe. and subscribe. If you are listening right now. <laughs> this is Natasha speaking. Hello. Please just go over to the ratings click on the five yeah you know it's gonna be five just a suggestion (laughs) you probably already laughed right (laughs) 
And if you have an extra three minutes, not even three minutes. No, not even 60 seconds. 60 seconds. Leave us a nice little review. Yeah. Some people write full on paragraphs. They do. Some people just write, y'all are hilarious and I love it. We'll take whatever. Yeah, we'll take both. <laughs> we'll yep. take either. Um, so rate, review, subscribe, please. Also, remember, you can always hit us up on email or Twitter. We love reading the emails. Mm-hmm. We love chit-chatting with y'all on Twitter. Our Twitter handle is the number two, BLK girls, the number one, Rose. And our email is the number two, black girls, the number one, Rose, at gmail.com. Yeah! Yay! So, for this episode, again, we're going to do a deep dive mm-hmm. into some major dating and relationship themes that came up on Ari season. We covered some cool topics yeah. last episode. Definitely had some interesting conversation yeah. and a lot of interesting emails. Yes! <laughs> Good <laughs> ones. So happy that you guys enjoyed this. Yeah. Because I, I know I was petrified to put this out. Like, what if people just don't give a fuck about <laughs> us at all and just wanted to hear Bros Ari? Right, yeah. But I think we, as much of a dud of Ari season was, a lot of good, like, dating and relationship conversation topics. Yeah. <laughs> like, arose from it. Yeah. So. Um, so yeah, if you haven't listened to last week's episode, please go do that. Mm-hmm. And this episode today, we are going to talk about interracial dating. Ooh. Um, indecisiveness in dating or just indecisive ass niggas <laughs> um, <laughs> also talking about you know doing the most mm, but getting the, the least. least when you are out here shucking and jiving <laughs> and this nigga is still not checking for you and lastly we're going to talk about when you and someone that you're interested in like your life paths are different, are different. and how that goes mm-hmm. but before we get into all that we do have some church, church announcements. Take out your program. Justine, what we got? So, we got a lot of great emails this week. And we want to thank you guys for being so candid and sharing so much with us. It means a lot that you trust us with your stories. Yeah. Because um, some dating stories can be like kind of serious or just really, really personal. Mm-hmm. And so, we appreciate that we put ourselves out there a little bit. Yep. And, you know. <laughs> and Steve was terrified, guys. Was terrified. We need to reiterate. She was terrified I to do last week's episode. a triple tequila tonic before. She was. By her damn self, because I was not drinking last week. She was really out here. It was. I was so scared. Saucing up. Um, so happy to see that you guys related to us. Shout out to Julia. Mm-hmm. Um, she has emailed us before. So, hey, girl. Um, and she emailed us about her sister's perspective on dating younger Hmm. she like exclusively dates younger guys and when you date somebody younger that person also has to grow up Mm -hmm. so you (laughs) both are kind of growing up at different speeds Mm. and if you are trying to delay your adulthood then dating younger is a really kind of like a quick fix mm-hmm. <laughs> delaying that process but like they're gonna want to grow up at some point right. so in the reverse dating older just kind yeah. of like I said I don't yep. like dating older because I feel like it speeds up my yeah. growing and I ain't I ain't ready for that <laughs> <laughs> yep so shout out to Julia um Alexandra who's also emailed us before um gave us a really great perspective and a great email girl um about Mm -hmm. dating 
a certain type of guy and then wanting nothing to do with any man with any of those qualities any longer. (laughs) And girl, as you can listen from last week's episode, I relate. Mm -hmm. Um, But hopefully you are now open to everyone because that's really the solution is really not to let one person have that kind of power. Shout out to Alexandra. That was an awesome email. It was. It was great. Mm -hmm. Shout out to Lauren as well. Um, we just have a little thread going, Lauren. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and she just emailed us about being intimidating. So shout out to you for being a boss bitch. Mm Um, (laughs) another topic that didn't really have anything to do with the episode, but we'll get into it for just a second. Mm -hmm. Um, Rania emailed us about an email, an email, please, a tweet Mm -hmm. that Ashley I sent Mm out. Mm Mm-hmm. With a transphobic slur. I'm not going to say the slur because it's triggering and rude. Mm-hmm. This is Ashley Eyes tweet. Ashley Eyes tweet. Whenever I take a really good selfie, I take a hard look at it and then decide I look like a T-word. Mm-hmm. Am I alone in this? Now, Ashley, girl, I know that um, you may have to self-educate on this one. However, you are in media. Thank you. This is why I had an issue with this. Yeah. You work in media. Yep. You have a responsibility to be up on the terms. Mm-hmm. It's 2018. We ain't saying the T word. Nope. Like, I thought we learned this in 2017. Yeah. Like, hello. At the latest. At the latest. Yeah. yeah. You work in media. You have a responsibility to know what you can and cannot say. Mm-hmm. And sending out tweets like that is one just irresponsible. And as you're typing the word out, I'm sure there was a or maybe there wasn't. No, probably not. Just no. Dumb. Just dumb. Yeah. Like, maybe there wasn't a moment of like, oh, maybe I shouldn't say this. She just kind of mm-hmm. wrote it out. And she definitely got a learning lesson because I'm sure people were ripping yes. her to shreds. I'm sure they for were. this very transphobic word. Yeah. Um, but I guess you live and you learn. And hopefully she apologized and corrected herself. Mm-hmm. And knows how to do better. Yes. Hopefully she took it as a learning experience. Mm-hmm. But still shitty. Very. Um, and then Michaela emailed us um, from ooh, the middle of the country. I don't even <laughs> remember where. But she um, talked a lot about her dating experiences and her dating life which is awesome she's pretty young too i think she's like 24 25 Mm -hmm. um but she brought up an interesting topic about single women and how they find men who are in relationships or married more attractive than men who are single and ready for them (laughs) now i don't if i see a man with a ring on his finger he goes in the same um, bucket as gay men. He's just out of the question. <laughs> like, you're just I'm not checking question. for him. He should not be checking for me. Mm-hmm. And so, but it is, there is a very special brand mm-hmm. of person, yep. women and men, yeah. who go after or are even more attracted to people who are in relationships. Yeah. Which is just wild to me. Just brings up so many questions of where are your morals at? Right. And there are six billion people on this earth. <laughs> you have to go after this married one? Find somebody new. Yeah. And if you do like them, just keep it, like, secret. <laughs> right. <laughs> keep that to yourself. Yeah. And don't act on it. Yeah. Just keep that locked away inside yeah. and just live life. Mm-hmm. And be respectful of that person's significant other. Yeah. Like, what? Yeah wild not into it so for all our listeners anyone who's even thinking about it don't do it don't do it 
is messy. It's never gonna end. Yeah, well. it is. It's just it's <laughs> so never messy. Ends well. Yeah. And then our new listener, Sandra. Mm-hmm. Hey, Sandra. What up, Sandra? Sandra also linked us. Yeah. To our subreddit thread. Guys, I know nothing about Reddit. Me either. And we have a whole subreddit, I guess it's called. Yeah. Talking about the podcast yep. and people asking questions and things. So that was cool. Yeah, that's really nice. <laughs> um, there are some things we gotta clear up. We gotta address it. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. There's some things in this subreddit, mostly positive things. Yes. We appreciate all the kind words, people, mm-hmm. you know, raving about the podcast and things, but there are some things that we do want to clear up a little bit. Yep. That came up. So what came up in the the subreddit um is so the idea that we are pro Peter anti Rachel and Brian Mm -hmm. and somebody was asking in the podcast you know where we stood on them or whatnot for the record again we did this on Twitter (laughs) because this came up on Twitter too for the record I love Peter yes (laughs) We are definitely Peter sympathizers. Love it. We loved how much of a realist he was mm-hmm. on last season, which is something we've, we haven't really seen that much on this crazy fantasy world of The Bachelor. Mm-hmm. This person who like very well lives in the real world and is like, <laughs> all of this is bullshit. Yes. We're not getting married at the end. <laughs> right. What are you talking about? Yeah. So, <laughs> so we stand for Peter in that respect. And we definitely crack jokes on Brian. Yeah. We've called him Joanne the Scammer yep. throughout the whole season. The whole time. But who doesn't crack jokes on Brian? Brian <laughs> sells tummy tea. How do you not laugh? Oh, oh my god! He gave too much. He gave too much content. Like yeah. too much. Yeah, was, it was too easy. Too easy. It was too easy. He was on that show, like the player. Yeah, the player. He was on UPN. But come on, my come on. <laughs> we have no choice but the clown on Brian. <laughs> so there's that. And then anti-Rachel, we are not anti-Rachel. No. I think because we've been cracking jokes on Brian so yeah. much that people think we're anti-Racial. Mm-hmm. I don't recall ever saying a negative thing about Rachel. Mm-hmm. I definitely did not agree with who she chose in the end. Right. But through and through, we stand for Rachel as the yeah. first black bachelorette. We loved, I mean, even <laughs> the Houston Chronicle article, mm-hmm. when she was cl- pissed about the black men. <laughs> I'm pissed at how the producers like just marred her whole season with foolishness yeah. because she was probably one of the most put together, strong, yeah. articulate, um, fully developed woman, gorgeous, <laughs> gorgeous yeah. bachelorette that we've ever seen, mm-hmm. and we didn't get to get that full experience because they put in all kind of other mess yeah. in her season. So, anti-Rachel, we are not Not at all. And arguably, I don't know if this podcast would exist if Rachel's season hadn't come on. Because I wouldn't have watched it. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Justine started watching, really, with Rachel's season. With Rachel's season. season. And we started watching that together. So, um, so So thanks, Rachel. So, thanks, Rachel. And don't be saying that in the Reddit. Right. We are not. (laughs) That is just a no. I want to say that hard and clear again. Yeah. Um, So, that's that. And then mm. <laughs> there was some confusion about our stance on interracial dating mm-hmm. um, and confusion about us potentially being against black men who date interracially. Yeah. And we're thinking this is probably stemming from Diggy's interview or the. Our takeaways. Our takeaways yeah. of Diggy's interview where 
um, I did. I said that it was like totally ridiculous that Diggy would go for Ashley I and not even mention Lauren G as an option. As an option, Bachelor Winter Games. Um, And he seemed like he really mulled over and like went through the women in the house and was like not even checking for her, which Mm -hmm. was crazy. Mm -hmm. Um, So just clearing that up, it was. Really because it seemed like she was brushed over and not noticed. Right. It seemed like... What did it seem like? Just odd. Yeah. It (laughs) just seemed like an odd choice. Um, It was more so that Lauren G is a gorgeous Gorgeous. woman who also happens to be black and... You chose Ashley motherfucking I. Yeah. <laughs> like, yep. yep. That's what was the issue. Like you chose Ashley I. Yeah. Over beautiful ass Lauren G. Right. So nothing had nothing to do with Diggy choosing them being white women. Right. And we are against black men who did that. No. Nothing to do with it. We nope. were just confused and perplexed as to why Lauren G wasn't one of his choices. Mm-hmm. And somehow Ashley I made the good. <laughs> <laughs> like, truly, that's what that was. So. Yeah. So moving right along. Yep. It is time. Do you know what time it is? Oh, God. It's come. <laughs> time for the Peanutary Update. Oh, All right. Peter ain't doing shit still. He's not the most exciting person to follow yeah. on any social media platform. He only posts workouts. Mm-hmm. His dog, Daisy, I think. Okay. Um, and... Mm, Every other night, he's at a basketball or baseball game. (laughs) That's nice. Yeah. So, that's pretty much it. No real life updates. Just watching him work out, play with his dog, and go to another basketball game. Yeah. What's going on with Eric? Well, Eric is shirtless, eating, Mm -hmm. um, which is always fun. But, Eric does have a new sponsorship from Halo Top Ice Cream. Oh, shit. Yeah. That's legit. Yeah. Good so they're like sending him all the new flavors and stuff. If you guys could just go over and like some of his Halo Top posts, because it helps him out. You know, we need help for them pity likes. We're just spreading love. You know what I'm saying? Oh my god. You know? Yeah, Same with Diggy's Equinox posts. <laughs> help the brothers out. Help him out. Help a black man with That's his true. job. That's true. Got support black businesses. Yes. For real, though. Yeah. That's no. a good point. Yep. <laughs> um, is that it? That's it. In other Bachelor news, uh-huh. so uh, X on the Beach just started. Oh, on my TV. God. <laughs> you guys. Natasha said she had news. Uh, yes. I was not expecting this. Yes. Oh, my God. If you guys want to watch another trashy dating <laughs> reality show, head on over to MTV. Watch X on the Beach. Chase. From JoJo season is on there. Oh, so Chase is on the show, and and then also Jasmine, <laughs> Black Girl Jasmine. <laughs> I love Jasmine because she is so messy. Yeah, <laughs> gotta love it. So messy. She's already on the show starting mess. Love it. <laughs> and so there's some on MTV. They're starting to integrate like other reality show people. Yeah, that's now cool. Into their shows since they don't do um, they don't have Real World anymore. Um, Mike Fleiss. Oh boy. Tweet and mess. Always. For use. Um, he gave he tweeted out three hints. Okay. For Becca's upcoming season. Yep. The first hint is three is greater than two. 
my first inkling in my head was like maybe they're not doing two on one dates I was just thinking the two on one dates yeah yeah but three on one dates isn't as excited it's like a group date then right (laughs) it's not that exciting yeah it's just a mini group date right Mm. maybe she says I love you to three people oh shit (laughs) and that too Oh, man. Maybe that... No, Maybe. Becca wouldn't do that. I mean, I don't think Becca's that messy. Yeah. But... Oh, who knows? I don't know. Shit, that might be it. Um, the second hint that he gave out was a blast from the past. Oh, no. If they bring back motherfucking Ross... I know. If they bring, bring back, back Ross, Ross... Done. No, I'm writing a letter. I'm writing a physical letter with a pen, with ink, and paper. And a seal? Like yes! A- Yes, and a, and a, the, the white seal, yes. like a nice J. <laughs> if Ross comes out that limo, and I'm just looking back and said, "We told you, so, yep, girl." We told you because they ran, they made your life a mockery yep. last season. You mm-hmm. trust them to put together a good season? All right. So we'll see what that blast right passes. Um, the next clue. Oh, there's four clues actually. The next oh. hint was it ends in proposals. All right. Well, Which, no shit. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. They all do. That's not what? really a hint. I don't know what that is. Um, and then the last clue was JP. Oh. JP? Okay. Juan Pablo? Uh, what What about Juan Pablo? <laughs> what about him? That's what some people are saying. Juan Pablo, perhaps? Yo, his daughter must be in, like, middle school now. Oh, yeah. Oh she was, like, God. a smooth seven or eight when yeah. he was... She got a grown-ass high schooler. Yes! Yes! <laughs> Oh my you need God. to keep your ass off the television yeah, screen. And, yeah, drive her to the mall. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, no, it must be somebody on her season. There's also um, Ashley, I forget her last name. She was the bachelorette like many years ago. Okay. Still married. The guy she chose at the end's oh, name nice. was JP. Oh. But I don't I know hope why it's not him. Because that's so random. And also, like, how long ago was that? That was a while ago. Oh, so maybe they come back and give her advice or something. Could okay. Be. Yeah. Maybe. Could be. Um, or it's Juan Pablo. <laughs> or it's Juan Pablo. I don't know what he'd be doing there. No but. clue. Um, and, yeah, that's it. That's it. All right. So let's, let's deep dive, dive into this episode. So the first topic we're going to talk about, well, again, because mm-hmm. we recently addressed it with the Reddit thing, is interracial dating. Oh, yeah. Um, and it was funny to read <laughs> on the Reddit. Yeah. Like, do these girls like, you know, interracial dating or whatnot? Yes. And shout out to Pluck Me, Please Me. Not really sure about that username. <laughs> but... <laughs> But you really cleared it up on the Reddit thread Uh about how we feel. Or how we've at at least addressed it on on the the podcast. Yeah. Um, So thank you for clearing that up. Yes. But now, yes, let's dive into interracial dating, which is one of my favorite topics, Mm -hmm. dating topics to talk about. I think it's very timely. Yes. 2018. Yep. America's racist as fuck right now. I know. (laughs) White people are out here turning up. Yeah. (laughs) And... I just feel like, particularly since by 2050, America's going to be like a... Oh, beige. Yeah, it's going to yeah. be a majority minority. Majority minority. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. Um, for us to overcome, or at least start the process of okay. overcoming this racial strife... Disease. Disease yeah. that is just interwoven into the very fabric of this yep. country... Mm-hmm. Interracial marriages is going to be a part of that process. Yeah, it's got to be. It's got to be. Mm-hmm. Um, this brought me back to grad school, y'all. Oh, 
This is contact theory that we're talking about. Oh, whoa. Let me educate y'all real quick. I wrote a paper in grad school. I think it was on affirmative action. The paper I was written. Okay. Um, Gordon Alport talks about contact theory. It's a theory that states that meaningful interpersonal contact between varying races is one of the most effective ways to reduce prejudice. Nice. That makes sense. Perfect and when, sense. He's, he, when he says meaningful interracial, interpersonal contact, right. it's not what just like, you know, it's not just the, when you go to the grocery store and the guy that yeah. has your, you know, stuff right. or your cab driver's black yeah. or whatever, whatever. He's talking about like meaningful conversations with people, like yeah. exchanging um, ideas mm-hmm. and exchanging backgrounds mm-hmm. and dating interracially mm-hmm. making friends with people interracially like meaningful contact with people who are outside of your race mm-hmm. getting to know their life and experience and see them as humans and mm-hmm. not just that race yeah um is going to help with alleviating our prejudices absolutely because you mm-hmm. then see them as human exactly versus if you see only people who are looking different from you doing a service for you mm-hmm. like a cab driver or a grocery bagger mm-hmm. right or a bus boy or whatever it is right, right. you're not going to humanize that person exactly um so yeah so all of that i think interracial marriage is just another example of yeah. that or yeah. interracial dating is another example of that kind of stepping outside of your most people are their friend groups are mostly people who look like them yes so stepping right. outside of that and like you know making relationships or friendships with people who are outside of your race mm-hmm. um i also think it's interesting that i mean with each passing year i'm noticing interracial relationships even more mm-hmm. just in the media um on commercials mm-hmm. have you noticed that almost every commercial now all of them almost every commercial is an interracial couple yeah and it's start. Remember the the Cheerios the commercial. Cheerios commercial. <laughs> yep. Yeah, it's so much controversy. Yep. It, was the, it was a black man. Black right? man, white, white woman. Yep. And white the woman. little girl was biracial. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, they went crazy. All the racists were oh my coming God. out. Same what they do. Oh my God, Harry and Meghan. Hello, May nineteenth. Who's gonna be watching at four o'clock in the morning? <laughs> like me and my mom That's with Harry. tea and scones. That's true. Ready? We're, we're having a whole party. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's just everywhere. Yeah. I mean, even me personally, which is why I had to laugh when I read the Reddit. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> because first of all, my brother, shout out to my brother, is in an interracial marriage. Shout out to Geneva. Shout out to Geneva. <laughs> um, three of my friends who are married. Yeah. I only have three friends who are married. Okay. All women of color. All married to white men. Well. <laughs> So it's just like all over the damn place. <laughs> so I, for damn sure, I have no damn problem with this. Um, I, of course, love black love. Yeah. I come from black love. Yeah. Parents married 37 years. Mm-hmm. Your parents married 32? 32 years. Yeah. Um, black, both black. Both black. Mm-hmm. Um, so I love some black love. Love some black men. But <laughs> <laughs> the days... The days of like marrying like and you yeah. gotta stick with your kind Where, yeah. and all the nineteen fifties yeah. uh, got the voice all the <laughs> voice I put on. <laughs> I didn't hear the voice you put on purple ass voice. Purple ass down south prejudice voice. <laughs> Those days it's just it's a different time. Yeah, it's a it different is. time. Our friend groups are more interracial. Mm-hmm. Um and so yeah, just a different time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. I love seeing interracial Interactions. Yeah, it's gives great. Me hope. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Truly, when I look at it, it gives me hope because I'm like, this is. We need more of this. Mm-hmm. 
for us to get anywhere in this godforsaken country. I know. Whether it's just making interracial friends or starting to marry and date interracially. Yep. We need more of this kind of mixing so that we can learn and learn from our differences and let me get off my damn soap. <laughs> <laughs> so as it relates to The Bachelor, it must be said that the only original Bachelor couple mm-hmm. that is still together... <gasps> Sean and Catherine. Interracial couple. Oh my gosh. The only original couple still together. We you know we know about Jason Mesnick and he's still together. Yeah, but he didn't give that girl the final role. Right. First original couple, Sean and Catherine interracially. Now in Ari's season, he had more women of color than I think any season. Yeah. Uh ever. (laughs) (laughs) And I mean he chose the most basic. Uh, Becky of what do we Becky of the Becky lifetime? Of the week. Becky of the lifetime. Becky of the lifetime and the yeah. afterlife. Yeah, I'll never forget. Somebody on Twitter. Yeah, Becky of the life, lifetime and the mm-hmm. afterlife. Um, chose her in the end, which means that I don't think any of these women of color had a chance. Absolutely not. No, sorry. No, not a sliver of a chance. There was no way he could handle being with with a woman of color. Yeah. Culturally. No. Yeah. Culturally, I don't think he's ready for that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think also, like, even I remember in Bibiana's interview, she kept saying, like, I'm a lot, I'm a lot to handle. Yeah. yeah. I think also with whack ass men like Ari, um, coming into interracial dating scenarios, mm-hmm. they already have that in their head. Yeah. Yeah. Like themselves out that yeah. oh, this black girl or this Latina is going to be a lot. It's going to be a lot. It's going to be a lot. Yeah. Some guys love that shit. Oh, she. <laughs> think he was just psyched out like oh god no yeah, like i don't no. think i'm ready for this mm-hmm. i need someone who's one-dimensional and doesn't speak and right. <laughs> right. choose her instead um so yeah i don't think ari would have any clue what to do with a person of color Mm-mm. a woman of color also signs that he wouldn't have a goddamn thing know what to do with these people mm-hmm. we talked about it before the way he kisses with the hands, hands. in the hair nope my nigga the ain't gonna work no no nah. Mm-mm. Cause even I'm natural. I don't have tracks right now. Yeah. I still don't want your dusty yeah, fingers in my hair. No, like no. You're like messing up the imbalance of my oils and my moisturizers. <laughs> I just did my lock and seal method. Like I don't I need so your crusty, dusty fingers nope. in my roots. Mm-mm. And you're probably messing up my twist out. Like, yeah, exactly. So that ain't even gonna work. Yeah. So he can't do that with girls with tracks or natural hair. Yeah, no. It's just a no. Um. Ari also, he just don't look like the type who has ever said Black Lives Matter. Oh my God, absolutely <laughs> not. Isn't he a rich car driver? <laughs> Hello? <laughs> Hell no. Hell no. No, he would lose every sponsor he right? got. So he already he off the Ain't gonna work. Yeah. Nope. Ain't gonna work for me, bro. Outside of Ari's season mm-hmm. on The Bachelor, haven't really, I mean, outside of Sean and Catherine as well, yeah. haven't been too many like interracial uh storylines of worth i mean outside of mm-hmm. rachel okay she made it yep. very far on next season she was the first she brought him to hometowns oh my there was God. ben and jubilee before oh, rachel jubilee yeah. she made it decently far okay um but yeah outside of that there's not it hasn't been a whole big display of interracialness because of how white the damn show is i remember when scandal premieres premiered all of a sudden it was mm. everywhere that's true scandal was probably a huge catalyst uh, catalyst for yep. this yeah 
definitely for because when we talk about interracial dating people who are generally on the fence stereotypically mm-hmm. are black women right yes they you know there's a lot of i could name plenty on one hand or two hands <laughs> who just ride by dating black men yeah they only want to date black men mm-hmm. they're not attracted to men outside their race mm-hmm. um but you have scandal carrie mm-hmm. washington every mm-hmm. thursday night nine o'clock that was on for getting down getting down with that white man that white man so you're right that could have been a catalyst yep. to women being like huh yeah well, man. and the media and the media too being like okay you know what maybe we can see this mm. in other areas mm-hmm. because Scandal has the biggest following yep. of most TV shows at that time yep. that season one following was nuts yeah and shout out to Shonda Rhimes too because oh. even before Scandal Grey's Anatomy was one of the most yes. like, diversely cast shows, cast shows that like had ever been ever on primetime. <laughs> um, and when what is his name? Isaiah Washington, I think. He had like a he was a main character who had yeah. a interracial storyline with Sandra Oh. See? Oh oh this was before Scandal. Yeah. We're already seeing like she and was this prepping was, us. Prepping us, <laughs> yeah. right. And that was a black man dating outside his race. Yeah. Which I feel like we see a lot in the world. Yes. But not right. depicted as much on television. Yeah. So I can talk about my experience. Sure. Let's do it. Let's just dive on. <laughs> Um, so I, curiously enough, have dated mostly interracially. Yeah. <laughs> I don't see it as a preference. Mm-hmm. It's literally how my life has planned. Like, pan Yeah, out. no, for real, guys. Like, truly. So I can give a little play-by-play of why this has happened. Mm-hmm. Um, I did not become a viable human to the male <laughs> species. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Basically until junior year of college. Oh, truly. come on. No, I'm not even trying to like yeah, self-deprecate. Like, yeah. No, this is like true. Yeah. I really <laughs> no one was checking for me until about junior of college. Mm-hmm. Um and I mean I've always dealt with like social anxiety, so mm-hmm. I've been even extra weird around guys. So like I've probably self-sabotaged myself most of the time. Okay. But that's just really just how my life panned out. So I would say junior year of college, I got a weave, I lost weight, mm. I went abroad. That was the, the semester I went abroad to right. um, Australia. I went there with like this newfound confidence. I'm gonna have the time of my life in this season. So I think I just brought a new energy to myself, and yeah. I'm just feeling better about myself. Um, and I got more action that semester than Hello? like all four years of college. Um, Australia happens to be hella white. Yeah. Yeah. So this is when I'm having my come to Jesus moment. It's like the whitest country in the world. Um, My study abroad program was hella white. Mm -hmm. I lived in a house with, I think it was like 40 of us. Everybody was white. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Aside from a few select people of color, but I was the only black woman as far, yeah. I was the only black woman as far as I know in my whole program. That's crazy. So... Having my come to Jesus moment, guys are finally looking at me, and I'm in the whitest situation <laughs> of my life. So that was that. Came back to college, came back to a predominantly white institution. Mm-hmm. Um, most of the student organizations and things I was involved in, I was heavy in like our fashion society. Okay. Yeah. Very white. Yeah. Right. So I was hanging out. I mean, my closest friends were black, but mm-hmm. also like other social circles I had were white. Mm-hmm. Um, also. Shout out to anybody who goes to PWI, predominantly oh, white yeah. institution, because y'all can relate with this. Mm-hmm. There's not that many black guys. Yeah, no. There's about ten. Yeah. Of the ten, five are single. <laughs> and of the five that are single, four on the basketball team. 
from the basketball team, and so they are fucking everybody. Everybody. <laughs> and two of them are dating white girls. Yeah. Yeah. And right. then the fifth guy of the five is gay, probably. Yeah, like, probably. So there's not that many black guys yeah. going around. Mm-hmm. They for damn sure weren't checking for me. Yeah. Who's left? The few little white boys. Few little white guys. So that was college. After college, I moved home, wasn't dating anybody. Mm-hmm. And then smooth after, I was home for about eight months. I went back to Australia back for to a Australia. year. Yeah. So back to the same thing, white people everywhere. <laughs> so really, this has not been a preference. This is literally how my life has kind of just like right. panned out for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I would say, so since coming back from Australia, living in the city, I've mostly been doing online dating, mm-hmm. which is like what you do. And... At least on the apps that I use, they're so white dominated. I was about to say, I'm pretty sure it's mostly white guys on, on these apps. apps. And I've tried the black ones. Soul Swipe. Oh, Wasn't yeah, that homeboy? That's right, Soul Swipe. That's your homeboy from Jack and Jill that started that, ain't it? No, that was Bay. I tried that one too. <laughs> I tried Bay. I tried Soul Swipe. Oh, My gosh. cousin was meeting people on Black People Meet. Oh, yeah. That one I think you got to pay for. So I was like, nah, yeah, where's free stuff at? To pay to meet black people? Thank you. <laughs> So I've tried them all, but yeah. really, the all of all the dating apps, the, the most people I've met have, or the most success, quote unquote success, okay. I've met has been on Bumble. Okay. And Bumble is hella Just white. So many white, yeah. So I can I, I swipe right on every race, color, creed, you do. nationality. I've seen it in action. She does. Thank you. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. This is just how my life turns out. Yeah. I do want to say though that I do have a type. Yeah. Um, yeah. If I do date a white guy, there definitely is a thread. There is. The there is. <laughs> the yep. mm-hmm. First theme, most of the white guys I've dated have actually been non-American. Yeah. Damn. Or they've either been non-American, hence mm-hmm. the German guy that I've talked about a million times, um, or they have lived abroad, like right. essentially. Yeah. Uh, extensively. I've been on quite a few dates I could name three guys in the mm-hmm. last year who've also lived in Australia. Oh my god! Don't know how I find these people. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> but I mean, wow. Someone who's internationally minded or has lived abroad, yeah. very worldly. Yeah. Um, I just resonate with mm-hmm. um, quite a bit, and foreign guys, like non-American white men, mm-hmm. I for whatever reason vibe with more than like white American men. This is <laughs> not a first mm. for like you're not the first friend that I've who had said that? who has said that. Yeah. I've had friends who have a preference for non-American white men. Oh wow. Because they're like they're just the best yeah. breed you can get. <laughs> <laughs> In comparison to white American men yeah. I will choose a European one <laughs> any day. Yeah, yeah. I just feel like they are a little bit more with it socially and politically. Mm-hmm. Um, are very open-minded. Yeah, they were raised different. Raised differently. They come from a country that's mostly more socialist. Yeah. Their policies and their things. Like, I'm very social justice oriented, so, Mm -hmm. like, I need to be able to have those conversations and things like that. Yeah. Um, And, white American men can be a little problematic. Yeah. (laughs) Not all of them, but... But there's a higher chance. A higher chance that he might be problematic. So So that's one just random kind of common thread in terms of the the white guys I have dated. Second thing I will say in terms of my type, I am very unapologetically black. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't have no time for history lessons. No. Nope. I don't walk around on eggshells for white people. Nope. 
Um, I just don't do it. So <laughs> for me to date you, and if you are white, mm-hmm. there's a minimum level of wokeness mm-hmm. that you got to come with. Because you can't be uncomfortable dating somebody. No. That's, that can't no. happen. I can't be uncomfortable. And they can't be uncomfortable. Yeah, with neither can you. Yeah, right, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. So like, you need to already be with it. I'm not trying to do history lessons. Yeah. And um, yeah, that's just like a common thread there. Mm-hmm. Um, I have somehow also dated quite a few people who worked in like education. Oh right, <laughs> like yeah. nonprofits, social justice oriented organizations, yeah. Yeah. like yeah. charter schools, all that kind of stuff. And the reason why I he has to have a minimum level of wokeness because I, I, I just don't have the time. I have been on a date mm. with a suspected Republican. Mm, mm, mm. And I'm going to do a little personal plug. So outside of the podcast, I write, I have a blog. Yay! It is called YOLO, etc. YOLO, E-T-C, dot WordPress, dot com. I write about a bunch of random shit. I do have a recent post about a date I went on with a suspected mm. Republican. So Who had on New Balance. <laughs> Didn't you have New Balance sneakers? I think so. If you're wearing New Balances right now, you're a man, take them off. That's the wrong boy. Justina hates New Woo! Balances. So you can go to the blog and read all about that. So pretty much after that date, I was like, oh, hell yeah. no. I need to be confirmed up front yeah. that you are, you know, you've been to Trayvon Martin rally. <laughs> yes. Obama, there's yep. a picture of him somewhere in your house. Yes. Like, <laughs> you know and acknowledge white privilege. Yeah. Like, I just oh, don't yeah. have the Minimal. time. Oh, my God. Period. So that's where I am in my life. Yeah. That's a good place to be. <laughs> yeah. And I, personally, have never dated terrestrially. <laughs> and that is just because it was the way it's gone. I don't know. I am very whimsical when it comes to my approach to dating. I really don't have like a formula for it. I'm not online because I really do think it's too too formulaic for me. Mm-hmm. Like it takes all of the fun out of it for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I've just dated black men. I've tried to branch out to Spanish guys. Mm-hmm. I've tried. Okay. Hasn't worked out both times, but I'll try again. <laughs> Okay. Um, Have you ever had a crush on a white man? Okay. A white man that I know? Yes! Oh my god, I did. I had a crush on a white guy in college. He sat next to me in class, in a class where we watched, um, what's that crazy creepy show? Not Black Mirror, the precursor to Black Mirror. Twilight Zone? The Twilight Zone. Oh, okay. We sat and we watched The Twilight Zone the whole fucking semester. Uh So... I was next to him. Oh my god! He rode a motorcycle to class. What? I was in love. I was motorcycles in college. Oh my god! Whew. I friended him on Facebook and everything. I was like, Oh my god, he's so hot. Mm-hmm. Um, nothing happened, but you know. So you have had a crush? Yes. Yeah. A little white boy. Mm-hmm. Yep. What would your parents say if you brought home a white guy? Well, I told you, my mom is, like, kind of for oh, this. Right. My mom, she's a little <laughs> bit, like, you know, oh, I'd, like, like for you to have a black guy. Just because she'd think it would be easier. Yeah. Like, she just think there'd be, like, less, like, riffraff and, like, BS. Because mm-hmm. there's already enough. When you're trying to meld people's families together, there's already enough mm-hmm. bullshit that can go on. Mm-hmm. Um, so that combined with race issues, like, it could get to be too much. Mm-hmm. Um, but my parents would be fine with it. And my dad loves literally everyone. Yeah, he does. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Precious. 
But <laughs> speaking, ooh, speaking of loving everyone, whoo! Oh gosh. So a big thing for me for interracial dating, a fear. Yeah. Because I have two fears. Mm-hmm. One is of white penises. <laughs> I have a fear of them. Oh my god! It's it's totally unrealistic and it's based fear? off of literally nothing. You guys know I have not dated a white guy before, right? So, so I have a fear of their penis. I think it's so weird. What if it's pink? I have a fear of that. What if it's pink? Oh my god! <laughs> then, if it's not pink, then what color is it? It is the color of his skin. No, black no. penises are black. I and know. Black men's penises are black. I'm just used to them being like super duper duper dark, so I'm just scared of them. <laughs> and then, <laughs> and then also being fetishized. And yeah. I say this because I have been fetishized at work often by by white men, and then definitely Spanish guys for sure. Okay. Yeah, I would agree with the feta feta. Fetitization? Yes. Um, I, for, I mean, I've had positive experiences with white guys. Okay. But I definitely have been in fetishized situations. At work? Not at work specifically. Okay. Yeah. I work in, it's mostly women that I work with. Um, But I've definitely been, um, in college for sure. Mm. Like, just these ignorant ass frat boys. Mm Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, like, you know, a hip hop song comes on. They're like, oh, yeah. Oh, let's dance. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Like, oh, they're only wanting to dance with me because I'm black yeah. and a rap song just came on. Yep. Mm-hmm. So that, I've definitely been in that situation plenty, many times. Yep. Um, also, another situation where I was kind of hitting it off with this guy mm-hmm. and it was all going good. And then he just had to drop the bomb that, oh, yeah, I've always wanted to date a black girl. Ew. My nigga, you just killed <laughs> everything. <laughs> Like, why did you have to do that? And those are, like, the thoughts that I feel like come across in their heads. Yeah. But it's only the dumbasses that say that shit out loud. Out loud. And why would you say that to a black woman? In that moment, am I supposed to be like, oh, okay, well, I can be your first. Yeah. Like, no. I immediately was disgusted and was like, okay, no. bye. Yeah, you Wasted my go. whole night chatting with you. I'm out. Like, Yeah. That was a waste of time. See, I think that that's a valid fear and concern fear, because right? you never really know the guy's intention yeah in, whether exactly. he is into you as a person yeah and you just happen to be black mm-hmm. or he's into you because you're black right yeah. right right mm-hmm. Oof. yeah and that gets weird um yeah. at work mm-hmm. i took my braids out recently and this guy let's call him tanner oh, <laughs> damn <laughs> And shout out to the one Tanner that I know who's woke as fuck. Okay. I need to make up for his name. But anyway. (laughs) um, So Tanner, who is an older white man, right? Like probably 40. Comes up to me. It's maybe mm, 8.13 a.m. Comes up to me, taps me on the shoulder and says, this is different. What? Because I took my braids out. So you just had your hair. I just had my, yeah, my relaxed hair out. Okay. And he goes, this is different. And I was like, yeah, I took my braids out. He was like, oh, yeah, like, what's what's up with that? Get out my face, Tanner. It's 8.13. Now, Tanner, in that moment, I knew that you watch ebony porn. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> I know you do. <laughs> Tanner is married. Don't care. I know he does. You know it. If you come up to somebody with that level of questioning, right, that early in the morning, morning. I have my headphones in, you guys, and he tapped me like, oh my God, this is breaking news. 
And not only that, he just noticed it, but he felt the need to come up to you. And ask me right. multiple questions. Ooh. <laughs> He's watching everything. <laughs> you know he does. You know he clicks on it like, uh, what's this about? But you've been watching porn, seeing all kind of black women with all kinds of different all hair. All kinds of hair. And finally, there's one lot of flesh. <laughs> and he's like, oh, hey, this is different. Yes. So explain what yes, this is. Yes, please explain. Like more context when I watch my ebony porn. <laughs> Oh my god. Ew. Oh my god. And that's just like the funniest story I can think of. I have much more very disturbing stories I could share. Oh jeez. Maybe we will on a further episode, but yeah. that that's probably my funniest yeah. fetishized story. Yeah, valid, definitely valid concern. Yeah, man. Valid concern and I think just in general going back to the beginning, twenty eighteen, mm-hmm. you know, very important, I think, to put yourself out there with people of all different backgrounds. Mm-hmm. So you can not only just learn about different backgrounds and experiences and mm-hmm. become more adept at people, um, but I think for dating, particularly in New York, it's already hard. Yeah, definitely. That to shut out whole entire races. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, very yeah. smart for yourself. No. I understand having preferences and wanting to find someone of your own race because it might be easier culturally or whatever, whatever. Yeah. But still, I think it's very important to give all people a chance. Yeah. Because for sure. your one can be someone of another race. Yeah. And if you're definitely. shutting out all races or a whole race of people, yeah. you might not meet that person. Right. Yeah, definitely. This is 2018. We got time for this. No, we don't. <laughs> no. All right. So let's. We can literally talk about interracial dating forever. But next let's theme. Let's switch the lanes here. So, so next topic is indecisiveness, mm-hmm. particularly in men in dating. Yes. This was obviously probably the second biggest next to ageism or uh, intergenerational dating that we saw in Ari season. Mm -hmm. It was the entire last three episodes of the whole season (laughs) was based off of his indecisiveness on which of one of these women to pick. Mm -hmm. Um, He literally chose both. That's how indecisive he was. He chose both of them. (laughs) Horrible. Um, And I think the thing that bothered me so much personally about Ari's indecisiveness was that he couldn't make a decision without someone else's validation. Mm, There were so many times where um, Chris Harrison would say, like, Ari asked me, did I do the right thing? Mm -hmm. Like, on the reunions and stuff. He said that about Tia and Kendall he said it about Becca. He said it about everybody. He mm-hmm. was like, oh, I don't know if I did the right thing. Mm. The fact that he didn't have enough confidence in his decisions just because they're probably based on very superficial right. things right. <laughs> was really, really bothersome to me personally. I'm sure a lot of people watching. Yeah. What irked me about Ari, too, is that like the point of dating is with each date you learn what mm-hmm. you want, what you don't yes. want. You kind of figure it out. The hope is that by Ari's age, <laughs> you've dated enough that you kind of know what, you, what want. you want. And by the end, he still couldn't figure it out. And I understand the show is kind of hard. You make decisions, you fall for people, whatnot, blah, blah, blah. But he was just so indecisive to the point that it was like, I don't think he has a clue as to mm. the type of human being that he should need in his life or that he should want for himself. No, because I think he's more at the end of the day I really do think he's more comfortable being alone. Ari really? Mhm. 
not alone, but not monogamous. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I can see that. I really do think he's more comfortable that way. I could totally see that. I feel like he spent so much time just out here as a single man, just yep. fucking around with all kinds of different people, mm-hmm. that he wasn't even paying attention while he was doing that. Nope. <laughs> He wasn't writing notes for himself. He wasn't making mental no. notes about, you know, I dated that girl. She kind of sucks. Maybe I don't date people with that quality. Like, I just feel like he came on the show, didn't have a clue the type of person he needs. Mm-hmm. And it showed by the end where he picked two people. He really could not make a decision. No. And he said during that five years between Emily and this season that he dated people who the common thread was that they would not be serious. Mm. Like, he knew it wouldn't get serious, so that's why he dated them. Yeah, you're right. Ugh. And then right after that, he goes on The Bachelor. And then right after that, he goes on The Bachelor. So you learn absolutely nothing for five years of your life. Yeah, that's what it was, yeah. And then you go on The Bachelor, and you have to make decisions every week. That's true. Yeah. Damn. So it's not surprising that he yeah, didn't have no. a clue. Because mm-hmm. he literally spent five years of not learning. Yeah. <laughs> like, on purpose. On purpose. Was purposely dating people that were not viable. Mm-hmm. And then at the same time making no mental notes for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> like, just out here. Right. Because you couldn't even date casually and know that you don't want certain things and certain people. Mm-hmm. It doesn't take very many dates to know. To figure that out. Right. So... Anyways. My dude, Ari. <laughs> Jesus. So that was my, I think, our both biggest gripe mm-hmm. about Ari's indecisiveness. It also showed a, a very, um, it, it just showed a lot of a lack of confidence. Yeah. It, truly. Yeah. Like he, and I think being the bachelor, the reason why you need so much confidence is because, mm-hmm. and why you kind of do need to be more of a decisive person yeah is because you're being forced to make tough decisions every single week right yeah so like being an indecisive person like that quality just doesn't really ride out too well on the bachelor like you need no. to be able to make these decisions confidently and every week you got to make them right and it's not like you are part of the house with the girls who they're kind of going off of each other's opinions they have somebody to bounce things off of mm-hmm. who do you have to bounce things off of right no one no one just so you yourself. just have to know in yourself what you want right Ari's the definition of a follower in my opinion <gasps> whoa like if we had to do like an analogy she... <laughs> yeah like in school, when they have, like, a group project, they have, like, the natural leader. Oh, my God. Uh, yes. He was not that person. No. He was group member number four. <laughs> who, me, the leader, I'm always the leader in group projects. Yeah. I'm delegating shit out. Yep. He's getting the easy task. Yeah. Because he just sits there and just waits for the task. Yeah. And then goes and does it. Mm-hmm. Does exactly what he's told and comes back. And comes back. Yep. That is Ari to me. Yep. Like, just so simple-minded in mm-hmm. that way. Mm-hmm. Ugh, Jesus. Definitely. Ugh. Um, but I know that from being Natasha's friend, that Natasha is a very decisive person. Yes. In all aspects, not just dating. Not just dating, yeah. I would say, so this is something I've definitely learned about myself over the last three to five years, maybe. Okay, yeah. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. 
Justine, there's something I gotta get off my chest, girl. Tell me. I've been low-key struggling with my relationship with my phone and social media. Just the over-accessibility these devices create, this addiction to Instagram, Mm -hmm. the distraction from everyday life and the people closest to me, it's been really stressing me out. I'm not even going to lie. I mean, that makes sense. Content overload is very real, and staring at everybody's highlight reels can be overwhelming Mm. and can absolutely steal your joy and peace. We carry around different stressors, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get those things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. You all know we're huge advocates of therapy. We talk about it all the time on this podcast. It's been tremendously beneficial throughout different stages of my life and areas where I've needed help. From eating disorders to new relationships to my ever-changing relationship with my family, therapy has really helped me to set boundaries and prioritize my self-care. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash 2BG1R today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash 2BG1R. Um, just, you know, learning about yourself as mm-hmm. you grow up. Yeah. That one of my qualities, and I don't know if this is good or bad, it can be good or bad. Yeah, I I you can go both ways. You can go both ways. Um, I'm definitely a very decisive person. Mm -hmm. This comes from like at work doing team projects. Mm -hmm. Like I'm usually one that's like delegating that tasks or making a decision. We're going this way. Yeah. Um, even like with our friends making brunch plans. Yes. Oh my God. She's always the one she takes over. She maybe puts in three options and they're like, I'll do anything. She picks the option. Yes. I have to. I always try to give people a chance. Yeah, you do. Put out the option. I I try to be mindful of that because I don't want to be that person who's like bossy. I don't think I'm bossy. Yeah. But if y'all bitches ain't gonna say nothing, or everyone's gonna be like, I'll do whatever, I'm yeah. free with whatever, then I'm gonna just make the decision. Right. And I'm like totally fine being that person. So that is definitely me. Mm-hmm. And that quality has, I, I think, has definitely come into dating for okay. me as well. Um, I can confidently say that I know exactly what I'm looking for. And do you think you've arrived there by your decisive personality, or do you think you've arrived there through? being messy in Australia. (laughs) I think most of it has arrived from, I think I have pretty good self-awareness of who I am Mm -hmm. as a person. Um, Of course, I'm still learning. I'm only 28. I don't know everything. But I know key aspects about who I am and the type of person that is going to be with me and work Mm. with who I am. Okay. For example, because I feel like I'm talking in circles. (laughs) For example... Um, the one quality I look for in people, mm-hmm. guys definitely, but just in friends in general, is I need you to be a good listener. Mm, Someone yep. who's a good listener, who asks a lot of questions. In my profession, I do that for a living. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I need to be able to come home and kind of like turn that off. Yeah. I need to come home and have yeah. someone who you know, asks me about my day, picks my brain, mm-hmm. who listens to my stories. Because I feel like I do that a lot 
with yeah. friends, with family, and in my everyday job. Mm-hmm. So that's just something I've noticed about myself, and I just know off rip I need that in a guy. Yeah. So for me in dating, that's weeded out a lot of people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because, yeah. I mean, listening skills is not a natural human uh, no, quality. it's not. I would say a smooth 90% of people are <laughs> bad listeners. And I can pick that shit up real quick on a date. Yeah. Oh, Just, yeah, yeah. If we're 20 minutes in, I literally have not mentioned anything about myself. Yeah. Or you haven't asked me a question about my family or whatever like mm-hmm. that. I already know my head is ain't gonna work. That's just a free drink. It's just free drink, yeah. That's it. It's just not gonna work. And I've yeah. been on so many dates like that where I've left the date and I've literally known the guy's entire life story. <laughs> and I don't think he even asked me a single question about me. That's crazy. Yeah. I have not been on many of those dates at all. Oh, God. I wish. <laughs> that's why, usually, that's why dating is so exhausting for me because. Yeah, yep. I blame myself a little bit as well because it is my natural tendency to keep the focus on other people. Mm. I'm just, mm. Because of my job and just like who I am naturally, like I don't really like to talk about myself all that much. Okay. And so, particularly with like strangers. Yeah. With friends, I'll talk your hair off. But <laughs> on a date, I have a tendency to keep the focus on him mm. and ask questions and, oh, so your mom, so what does your mom do? And then what does she do after that? Oh, that's funny. You said that. Like I'll yeah. just keep, 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 yeah. keep it going. And not even give them a chance to turn it around on me. Mm-hmm. But I'm looking for someone who has that natural quality who's like, okay, enough about me. Tell me about your mom. Do you think that part of all of that, um, I don't want to say interrogation, mm-hmm. but all, all of those questions that you're asking is because you are so decisive and you have a check box in your head and you're ticking them off? No. No? Why I do that... This is something I'm definitely struggling with. I'm trying okay. to become better at being more forthcoming about myself. Mm, okay. I naturally am private and don't open up to a lot of people. Uh, so okay. it's a defense mechanism because mm. I'm afraid of them turning the questions on me. I keep the focus on them. Oh. Like, I already know this about myself. Okay. okay. <laughs> I already know. I, In terms of, like, you are among my close circle of friends who knows everything about me yeah. for the most part. Yeah. But I don't share that with just everybody. Yeah, I can oh, count of course on not. one yeah. hand. Yeah, the friends who like really, really know me, 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 me. Mm-hmm. So going on on dates or just interacting with regular people, like in the world, I'm very guarded about myself and just naturally try to keep the the focus on other people. On, oh, yeah. okay. So, so yes, I know already. Like top quality, I need someone who's a good listener. Yep. Like I've already decided that is just what is going to work for me. Hmm. Um, another thing that I learned about myself, um, and it became solidified after the German dude. Yes. Was, I need someone who is naturally affectionate. Yeah. That, uh, yeah. that is just, yeah. like, the thing that would drive me crazy with the German, besides me having to initiate the first kiss and all that <sighs> stuff, is he also just wasn't very affectionate. Even just, like, walking out on yeah. the street. Like, I'm not... We ain't trying to hold hands or anything. Like, I still know you, bro. But <laughs> we ain't yeah. not do all that just yet. But even just, like, a nice tap on the arm or, like, an arm around... Like, Holy shit, he would do that? my shoulder. He would do it when we were, like, alone. Yeah, but and, like, not out. out. But, like, out. I need a little bit... I don't need full-on PDA right. shit. But something. A little something. There was, like, no physical touch That's ever. That's so weird. And that was just really unnatural for me because I think mm-hmm. I am naturally an affectionate person. Yeah. Not with everyone but with people I'm close with and things like that. Yeah. And I yeah, that's one thing I for sure learned is like a top quality for me mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. I'm 
definitely looking for. I agree. Also, me too. because I did date a guy who did not touch me. Yeah. At all, and Ugh. it was. It made me feel so unwanted and like yeah. ugly, almost not ugly, no. but just unwanted mm. in a very weird way because he was into my personality and all of that stuff but then physically it would get weird mm. real weird we're fast right and i didn't think that that was a quality that i needed to even list right why do i have to even have this on the list of affectionate come on <laughs> yeah. we're dating yeah otherwise we're just friends otherwise we are just friends like i said on the last one yeah if we're on a second date you don't make a move we're friends bro yeah you're bro now you're bro that's <laughs> <laughs> true but yeah, that is, yeah, that's definitely on the list. Mm-hmm. That's something I just know about myself. I'm very decisive about that quality. Yep. Like, I need someone who is affectionate. Um, so I wouldn't, because I think decisiveness can get confused with picky. Yes, definitely. I don't think I'm picky necessarily, because mm-hmm. I have dated people from wide varieties of backgrounds, and mm-hmm. the last guy is different from the next, in terms of how they look and how they are. But I am decisive on very specific qualities. Yeah. Not out of pickiness, but out of this is what I know is going to make me as a person happy. Right. Yeah. And I think that's where there's like a distinction there. And that's why I asked you about the questioning when you're on a date with someone. Mm-hmm. Because I know girls who are picky. And are doing all those questions. To, and it's an interrogation. Yeah. Yeah. To see if you match up with the checklist. And if mm-hmm. you don't, you're out. Oh, God. And every girl that I know like that is single. Oh, jeez. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think I do that. <laughs> At least I don't. I no, because no. I don't go in there with like, is he this? Is you he had that? such a good explanation. There's no way. Yeah, <laughs> I, don't, I definitely don't think I do that. But I, yeah, I can totally see girls, right, um, or women that do that because mm-hmm. them I would call picky. Absolutely. The definitely a difference I think between picky and decisive. Mm-hmm. Um, question um, for you. Sure. Because you stated earlier that you've dated many different kinds of guys and yes. things like that. Do you feel like you know what you want? Or not, do you think you know what you need? Um, now I do. However, I have dated guys from who are all different. The only commonality is that they're black and taller than me. Mm-hmm. Um, and in doing so, I have used them to figure out what I want. Okay. Which is maybe bad. No, I think that's but, the purpose of dating, though. Yeah, no, it is. I think that's the purpose of dating, and eventually you get to a point where they all start to kind of look similar. Yeah. Look they, physically. The, there's a pattern. A pattern. Yeah. Because you've figured out those themes and, mm-hmm. like, what you're looking for. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I've definitely been, like, using guys as that tool of, like, okay, I kind of like that in you. Mm-hmm. Or not even what I necessarily what I like, mm-hmm. more of what I don't want. Mm-hmm. Like, if somebody has a quality that is really irking me and it's at the forefront of my mind, mm-hmm. I know it's time to cut it off. So, mm-hmm. I think that's more of it. Um, but like I said earlier, too, I'm very whimsical when it comes to dating. <laughs> and I'm very whimsical when it comes to my relationships with people. Mm-hmm. Um, which is why sometimes I, like, guard myself mm-hmm. a little bit because I know I'll take anyone. Mm-hmm. I'm like an animal shelter. I'll take them all. Oh. <laughs> 
Yes, you know, I'm the opposite. Yeah, no. Yes, yeah, and you don't deal with people's mess. Mm-mm. You know what I mean? I am like, oh, but, you know, his mom ignored him, and that's Ooh. why he's like this. Or, you know, his dad wasn't there, and that's why he did this. Or I'll always reason with myself and their experiences. I think because I've gone through a lot personally as well Mm -hmm. and a lot of my good friends have Mm -hmm. to where I'm like, well, he's like that for a reason. Mm -hmm. Like, It's not because maybe he doesn't have that innate quality. It's maybe because he's had to defend himself in some sort of way. Maybe he has it deep down. If I just get to know him. Who knows? See, you're doing too much work already. Exactly. That's way too much work on my day (laughs) three. This is terrible. Making excuses for your mother. Oh my god. Oh. Yeah, no. Gotta get out of that. I gotta, I gotta. I gotta just. I gotta really build that armor. Yeah. Around me. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I think that's part of it. Okay. Yeah. So we're working. We're all we're working on it. And I did say in the beginning of 2017 that I was done raising. No, 2017. This was last year. That I was done raising niggas. Mm -hmm. I am not going to raise you. Mm. I'm over it. I'm done. Good. And I haven't done any. That's true. You kicked the 41 year old to the curb. (laughs) He had to go. (laughs) He had to go. I used him what he had, and then yeah, he had to he go. Had to go. So you, yeah, you learning. Yep, you learning. Mm-hmm. I'm proud of you, sis. Thanks. <laughs> oh um, my god. So into our next topic. Mm-hmm. Our next topic is so sad. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. It, it is. is. Yeah, we can we can make it a joke. Doing the most and just getting the least, mm-hmm. which again relates to the title. Nice for what? Nice for what? Oh. Uh, Because what do you get in return? Mm -hmm. So on Ari's season, I think there were, and I haven't watched a whole season of The Bachelor so far, so forgive me, but there were quite a few girls who knew the formula. Mm -hmm. They knew the recipe before they came in. Oh, yeah. Um, knew what they had to do. Yep. Mm -hmm. They knew. And doing the most is a big part of that recipe. Oh, yeah. To survive on The Bachelor, you need to be putting yourself out there. You need Mm -hmm. to be doing the most. Yeah. To show out in front of, like, 25 other girls. And just to stand out in any way you can, right? Right. Mm -hmm. Um, And so we had this with a few girls. I think that Becca did the most at some point. Becca M. Becca M, yes, she did. <laughs> I still never forget that moment where they were like pressed up against the wall making out, and she like stops to be like, I'm simple and easy to please. Yes! Oh, yes! my girl, doing the doing most. Oh my god, yeah, that was a, that was a moment mm-hmm. for her. But I think the the biggest, biggest example was Miss Tia. Dr. Tia. Do- Dr. Tia. Address her correctly. Oh, sorry. Yeah, <laughs> put some respect on her name. Yes. Dr. Tia. Dr. Tia. Um, she said that she was growing feelings for him when they were in Florida. Like, there were still girl. like 18 girls left. Mad girls in the house. <laughs> she was really out here. Oh, my God. But then that next day, she got a one on one date. Oh, did she? Yep. It was that crocodile day with Bobby That's Dundee right. or whatever his name was. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> Billy Bob. Billy Bob. Uh-huh. Um, knowing that, she knew that formula from Raven. Yep. Who made it to second place. Raven told her, look, you gotta, <laughs> you gotta do the most, my girl. You might get the least, but you, you gotta do the most. You gotta do the most. <laughs> and she became, she became a fan favorite. I mean, there's, there's mm-hmm. a recipe for doing the most on The Bachelor. It didn't work for her, though. <laughs> well, she's a fan favorite. 
Yeah, true. I so guess. she might be. I mean, she is Dr. Tia. I'm sure she's making money on her own. She's right. going to be on Bachelor in Paradise. Right. Um, but I do believe that in dating in real life, it's more of a chess game than just like putting yourself out there and wearing right. your heart on your sleeve. Mm, right. As I've said before, I do this. This is a thing that I do. I express myself to a lot of people mm. and share a lot of myself to a lot of people. Mm. Some people who don't deserve it. Right. And um, gets me in trouble sometimes. Mm. Most times, actually. Oh, really? Yeah. With so guys? I, with guys you're talking? With guys. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I would say, in terms of, like, doing the most, like, as women, we've all been there. Yes. Mm-hmm. Where you really like somebody, so you out here just mm. doing everything to try Shucking and jiving. Shucking and jiving, yes. as I said. To try and get his attention or to try to, you know, get a date or whatever, whatever. And mm-hmm. then the end, he still ain't checking for you. Um, I think for women, we struggle with this because we're told that we're supposed to play hard to get. Mm-hmm. That guys like the chase. Mm-hmm. So you can't do, you can't get. You can't give it up, not saying like sexually, but you can't yeah. give up too much of yourself. Right. Too. You gotta keep uh, keep it mysterious mm-hmm. and guys should be courting, which I agree. Yeah. But at the same time, sometimes you're just like, these guys are moving too slow. Right. Or is he seeing me? Like so you just wanna put yourself out there and try to like you're like just fuck it, I'm just go after what I want. Right. Or the guy is like, This is way too much work. Or the guy does that too. Yeah. Sometimes fairly. Mm. Like if you're restricting yourself too much, sometimes they're like, right. "Oh my you're playing god, too hard." To Who get. is this person? <laughs> what? Girl, the mysteriousness was cute, but now yeah. it's like, "Who the fuck are you?" Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a balancing act in real life. It's um, definitely. Ooh, it's a game with a lot of moves. Yeah. I don't like it. I'm not a fan. So I have plenty of examples from my past of doing the most I can the least. I have to like think which one, which story can I share. <laughs> um, so I remember in college, I had met this guy. Mm-hmm. Um, he was friends, he was frat brothers Okay. with this other guy that I like kissed once. Okay. Or twice, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> And so, it was kind of trifling, this was his friend, but whatever. And so, there was many different college bars on our campus, Mm -hmm. and by senior year, I was always going to just one of them, because it was, like, the most fun, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, I met him through the friend, kind of at that bar, Mm -hmm. Um, and we, that first night, just kind of, like, hit it off, like, chit-chatted up. Um, He had a girlfriend, though. Oh. And I knew his girlfriend. Oh, She and I no. weren't friends, but we were in the same, like, fashion club. That was all- oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, so, we always had, like, flirty banter mm-hmm. and, like, all that kind of jazz. Every Friday, me and my friend would go to the same bar. Mm-hmm. He would be there at the same time. We would always immediately, like, come together yep. and just spend the whole night just, like, talking and flirty bantering. Oh, oh wow. It was, like, kind Dangerous. of problematic. Yeah. Dangerous. <laughs> The girlfriend, I remember, she was, like, a cheerleader, so she was always at, like, away games and things, so she literally was never at the bar. Okay. Um, so, yeah, I was kind of being a little mess, being toned around, but it never crossed the line. Like, physically. Never. We were very strictly platonic, just kind of, like, had that flirty banter. Mm Mm-hmm. Lo and behold, after doing this for, like, multiple weeks, like, seeing him every Friday at this bar, and we're just, like, you know, (laughs) chit-chatting up the whole night. 
he comes in one Friday and same thing, we hit it off and he tells me that him and the girlfriend broke up. <gasps> and I was like, oh shit, that's crazy. Mm. So you know, we made out that night. Yeah, I was about to say, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm talking Yep. I just need her to get out, exit to the left. <laughs> and so we made out that night. It was like the greatest moment of my life. Yes, it's been so much anticipation. It's I didn't think climax anything, right. of your relationship. Yeah, I didn't think anything would ever happen with him because right. he, had he had a girlfriend. But I was just enjoying it for what it was. Mm-hmm. Made out that night. That is no. I went crazy after this. You did. You were like stalking him. Yeah, kind of. Oh my god. So after that happened, every Friday I was still going to the bar. Mm-hmm. I think the next week he didn't come. Oh. So by the oh next my god, week, no! You can think so many things. Oh. The week after you made out. The week after I made out. Oh, no. He didn't come. That's too much room for... And I can't remember. I don't think we exchanged numbers. I think we were just friends on oh, Facebook. Oh. So it just, like, wasn't... And yeah. Facebook Messenger was, like, weird then. Right. It was yeah. bizarre. So nothing was set up. Like, he wasn't checking for me. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Next week, he wasn't at the bar. So the following... This is two weeks now. I go back, yeah. and I'm just, like, pining for him at this point. <laughs> He's there. Okay. He's, like, so drunk. Ooh, girl, like classic college. So I'm trying to, like, pepper up to him or whatever, and mm-hmm. he's just, like, so drunk, also just being very weird with me. Mm. Because I think with that having made out, he feels weird or whatever. Yeah, whatever. yeah. Being very weird with me. So I'm just like, oh, my God, what is happening? Yep. I'm, like, stalking him Investigating. on Facebook. Yep. I'm, like, trying to find anything I can find. Is he back with the girlfriend? With the girl? what, what is going on? I'm going crazy. Yep. Um, I think I even, if I'm remembering correctly, his friend, the original friend that I, like, made out with in yeah. the beginning, I think I even, like, texted him one night and was like, oh what's going God. on with your friend? Oh, college. Like, really? <laughs> Oh, I was boy. doing the most. Yep, what happened? To top it all off, I think that next day, I was walking back from the grocery store, mm-hmm. back to campus, and I see him and homegirl <gasps> walking together, going no! to the grocery store, and we passed each other. Oh my god! Ooh. And it was terrible. Yeah. And that was that was it with him. I don't think I ever saw him again with that girl, but. Mm-hmm. I just took it as they probably got back together. Yeah. Or probably. whatever. And, yeah. Wow. Did the most and got shit. Yeah. <laughs> At least you got a makeout. I don't know makeout. And it was yeah. a, oh, I think, a truthful makeout. He okay. told me they broke up, so. Right. He came in with an announcement. He came means... in and immediately dropped the button. He was like, oh, yeah. we broke up. And I was like, oh, word, okay. Oh, that's crazy. Let's go. <laughs> Yeah, shit sure. happens. Really, not my proudest moment, but I definitely learned from that experience. Yeah, you always learn from them. Mm-hmm. It's 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 good, and you learn to calm down. Yeah, that's the biggest lesson. You that is the just, biggest. Thing. Just relax, because I am in terms of like guys supposed to chase us and court us. Yeah, there are some half truths to that. Yeah, I very sure. much believe that. If a guy is into you and really mm-hmm. likes you, he will make it happen. Yeah. He will right. find a way. He knows your number. He'll reach out. Mm-hmm. If he's not doing any of that and you are having to do a lot of that work, mm-hmm. probably not the guy for you. Jesus. So if he's not hitting you up, get a new one. Mm-hmm. That's the best advice I've ever yeah, got. That's true. It's like if you're bugging out about a guy and you're like, oh my God, what do I say? What do I do? He's not texting me. He's not texting me. Get another one. Yeah. Get another one in the rotation. Right. Who will put in the effort and invest in you? Or just distract you. 
or from the one you actually like. <laughs> Truth be told. Um, I would say now at the ripe age of 28, yep. having learned and did my craziness and, yeah. you know, whatever, I am now at the point that, like, I hate games. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I can't, like, the whole waiting for the guy to text mm. and for him to set up the dates mm-hmm. and, like, strategizing text messages and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, I definitely still do it, but, like, I hate all of it. I yeah. hate the whole hoopla. So I think I definitely now probably do more than most girls would. Okay. I would say. I don't consider myself as doing the most. Yeah. But I think I definitely have more confidence in, like, texting guys or mm. being the one to send the first text after the date or mm. um, for setting up the next date or something like that. Like, Take some initiative. Take a little bit more initiative. Yeah. I remember I was talking to another friend who has been more successful with the online dating than me that's for damn sure okay and i just love going out with her because she she sees guys she goes after them she wants it she'll make it happen that's so cool like she always she has no shame in that way she just goes she'll just give it a shot whatever right and i remember talking when i was dealing with the german guy and like all the yeah mind games and like texting should i take like all the shit that i was doing towards the end with that fucking nigga Mm mm-hmm she we had a conversation because it was like should i text should i not should i text should i not and she looked at me she was like i don't understand this concept of thirst (laughs) (laughs) love that quote i will never forget that she said that she was like if you want to text him just text him yeah she was like why are we doing this she's Mm -hmm. like this whole concept of thirst and being too thirsty she's like i don't understand this concept yeah and i was like you know what i fuck with you you're my friend So I think now as we get older, it's been rebranded. It's like, we're not doing the most. No. We're just going after what we want. Right. And don't have time for games. Exactly. And I think that's fine. I yeah. I think that's that's fine. Definitely. Mm-hmm. As I've gotten older, I know that now you just have to be borderline obsessed with me. Otherwise, yes. I think that you're not paying attention. That you're not you interested. with me. Yep. Yep, yep that's true. Mm-hmm. Put in the effort, dudes. Yeah. Put it in. That's it. I'm not asking for a lot. Not at all. Mm-mm. Do you think it's ever okay? Or is there any situation where it's okay to chase a guy? Um, if you have any feelings that you need to express and get off your chest, you need to get them off. Mm. You need to tell them. I think if you are waiting... Like, if you, say you're dating a guy and your feelings are, like, progressing, you need to express that. Because if you guys aren't on the same page or if he wants you for a different reason, mm-hmm. like if he's only pursuing you sexually and you are starting to catch feelings, you need to announce mm. that you are catching feelings. Okay. And that if he isn't on that same road, then both of y'all need to get off the bus. Yeah. Because you're not on the same wavelength. wavelength. So not really chasing, but standing no. firm and like being vocal yep yeah and just being okay. transparent like Bibiano was saying mm-hmm. just be if you want to send the paragraph text send the paragraph text he'll read it <laughs> he might not answer you yeah. but he'll read it you'll get it and you'll get an answer whether it's nothing at all right whether it's an actual answer and maybe he even he's been holding back and not saying but just send it yeah so what are your rules on texting or calling? Oh my god. Oh, calling. Oh my or, lord. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that shows you how millennial we are. <laughs> calling? What's that? Calling. I'm like, oh, the man calls. Girl, what? <laughs> like, do you 
Okay, after a, a good date. Yes. Do you wait for him to text you first, or are you just like, fuck that, I had a good time, and you text first? What's your stance on that? Ooh, this What's is your gameplay? This is, a ga- this is the game. This is the only yeah. game. After the first date, yeah. who's supposed to send the first text? I think the guy's supposed to send the first text to make sure you got home safe. But if I wanted to see him again, yeah, I guess I would text him. Mm-hmm. But... Mm, actually, see, you know what? Uh, no, nope. this already. I hate nope. all of this. Nope. <laughs> what? Mm-mm. Now that I really think about it, mm. if I'm thinking about texting you first, let's say it's been a day and a half, mm-hmm. I'm not texting you after the first day. After the first day, if it's been 36 hours, mm-hmm. two business days, and you have not texted me, so you are waiting I'm getting a new one. So you do think the guy should text first? Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I feel like that's ideally in my head what I want. Mm-hmm. I definitely texted the German first. <laughs> that's the thing. Because I already know if you're not texting me mm-hmm. that you don't have the qualities I need. Mm. I need you to be all over me. Yeah. I need it. Yeah. And I, I don't think it has anything to do with me feeling validated or anything like that. It's just what I need as a woman. Sorry. That's true. That is true. Yeah. Sorry. If you are not into me or if you're talking around shit and, you know, niggas love to dance. Niggas love to dance around subjects. Yeah. They love to not say what they're actually feeling. If you're not saying what you're feeling and saying, hey, I want to go out with you a second time, no, mm-hmm. then fuck it. Yeah. I'm going to get a new nigga down the block. That's true. Playing these games and figuring out all this... Uh the balance of how much is too much mm-hmm. am I doing the most or am yeah. I doing enough am yeah. I playing too hard to get or yeah the whole of that is just so confusing it is that conversation is one that I've had with one of my friends too where um we feel like we're being too mean at the beginning because that's what we've been told mm. that kind of like make it hard on them yeah mm. you need to make it hard but in reality like there's still people <laughs> And then yeah. they run. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, why? Where did you go? Where did you go? Where did you go? Love me because I'm so mean. <laughs> no, girl. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's something we just keep learning. Yeah, yeah. You just keep keep, keep feeling it out. Feel it out. Mm-hmm. I think do what makes you do what you want to do. Yeah. Do whatever makes you comfortable. Yeah. And that's the. That's it. Yeah. So perfect our, segue, perfect segue yep. into our last theme that we want to address, which is, in my opinion, one of the worst or most heartbreaking reasons yeah. for yep. a relationship not to work out mm-hmm. is when you guys are on two different life paths. Mm-hmm. It just sucks. Yeah, <laughs> because you meet someone, you really connect with them as a human, but you literally are going like separate ways mm-hmm. in life. And it just, like, logistically won't work. Right. That could be, like, geographically. That could mm-hmm. be just where you guys both are in your careers. Yep. It could be a number of reasons that just, like, for external purposes, although you guys connect, mm-hmm. it's just your life is kind of taking you in different directions. Mm-hmm. I am the queen of this. Oh, no! <laughs> I, for the life of me, can't seem to meet someone who, for one, lives on this goddamn continent. I know. <laughs> the continent, guys. The continent. Not even Canada. Not even Canada. So, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get into my mess. But yeah. on Ari season specifically, our girl Jacqueline. I know. 
she had a good connection with Ari. Yeah. It was confirmed, like, on their one-on-one and all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, we knew... Oh, yeah. That, that was, was not going to work. work. Mm-hmm. The minute she talked about the PhD and how that was coming up, I was like, this is not going to work with him. Oh, my God. The minute she used an SAT word. <laughs> wasn't going to work. It was done. <laughs> but, yeah, but specifically the, the PhD, mm-hmm. like, he's so old and settled in his yeah. old, terrible life in, <laughs> in Scottsdale <laughs> that he doesn't even have room for flexibility. No. He's so set in his ways that, yeah. like, Jacqueline's life path, which her PhD is going to take her in a completely different direction, yep. just wasn't going to match up with Ari. was never going to work. And he seemed petrified of that life. Mm-hmm. He was not even willing to be like, okay, well, maybe we'll see how this goes. No. no. He was like, because nah. Because he's so settled. He yeah. Really for someone to bring home and fit into his life. Right. Right. He didn't have time for, like, these life paths mm-hmm. merging into no, life. No, 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 no. <laughs> yeah. He wasn't with it. And, like, to be fair... I don't 100% fault Ari. No, me either. Because particularly at the age that he's at and mm-hmm. where he is settled in his life, for what he's looking for right now, and he needs someone who also is very settled. Yeah. Jacqueline, yeah. awesome. She's pursuing her creative, her academic pursuits, mm-hmm. but she probably would work best with someone who has more of a flexible career or someone mm-hmm. who is more flexible in where life is taking them at this point in their yes. time. He didn't have that flexibility, so. And I think at the root of that is that their personal goals, mm-hmm. whatever they may be, if it's already race car driving and owning condos and Jacqueline getting her PhD, mm-hmm. were more important than their relationship. Yeah. Yep. At the end of the day. Neither one of them were, was trying to compromise. Was trying to, yep. And that that is really the way to go. Mm-hmm. That's letting you know this person is, in, is not it's it. It's not it. This ain't it. Yep. And then I was even looking back at Rachel's season. Oh, yeah. Her and Dean. Who? Completely oh, different life my paths. Lord. Yeah. She is very much in the Ari path that she's settled, yeah. knows what she wants. Yep. Dean's still growing up and got Dean therapy to go through. needs therapy yeah. so badly. So that life is not going to take them in the same yeah. route. <laughs> and I think he didn't realize how badly he needed the therapy until that hometown. Yeah. And that revelation, you can't have that revelation with me. With someone. Oh, no. You need to be at least self-aware enough to know you need it. Yeah. And then if you haven't gone work. yet. Yeah. But you gotta do, come on. Whew. Yeah, that was, a, that was a rough one. <laughs> that was a rough one. And then I'll also say, Rachel and Peter, same path. Mm-hmm. Trying to get their different ways. Mm. I think Rachel for sure wanted to get married. She yes. wanted the ring. She wanted to find her one at the end. Yeah. I think Peter also wanted that yeah, or wants that eventually. Mm-hmm. The bachelor way was not his way. Yeah. The bachelorette right. way was clearly not the way for him. Yeah. <laughs> but I think he does want that one person at the end. Oh, yeah. I don't think he's sure. out here like a fuckboy like Dean is. Right. <laughs> yeah. I think Rachel was just kind of like taking a Ferrari. Mm-hmm. there and you mm-hmm. know peter was riding a mule <laughs> right yeah that's true yeah very true going the same destination same destination but again they're completely different times yeah <laughs> um but yeah i think in the end as you said like someone someone either has to bend and compromise mm-hmm. and usually that ain't gonna end up too well <laughs> there's gonna be some resentment that grows from that yeah so the ideal is finding someone who's just on your same path. And I think that's tough for, I know, me and all the girls who email, too, with dating older guys. Mm-hmm. 
because they mm-hmm. are either starting up something new and fresh and they're in a, the middle of a midlife crisis mm-hmm. or they're very, very settled and you're trying, still trying to do a little bit of growing up and living. Right. And they don't fit in yours. Mm. Forget about you fitting in their yeah. lives. It's easy to like sit down and be a housewife. That's not... <laughs> you know what I mean? You'll have regrets and all of that stuff, but it's not nearly as difficult as trying to jump back into like growing up with someone. Mm. Um, so that's part of the strife. I remember when I was 25 and I met my first older one, my first seasoned oh, Jesus. man. He was 35. <laughs> At 25, you did a 35 year old? Yeah. What? Um, I still haven't did a 35 year old. <laughs> Goodness. This was remember Yes, I was there when you met him. Yeah, yeah, he mm-hmm. He's a nice one. Yeah, he was very nice. Mm-hmm. But I was like still living with my parents and I remember he was um in DC, um in New York, New Jersey. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Well when I when am I gonna come visit you? He was like, This weekend, why don't you just come this weekend? And I was living with my parents, and I was like, <laughs> running through the excuses like what am I gonna tell my parents? Uh like, I'm going to visit some guy that they don't know. Like, what am I going to do with this? Yeah. How am I going to do this? Oh, Lord. Yeah. And so that was just two different... Like, we were definitely right for each other. Mm. He was bomb and amazing and wonderful. But just two different life paths. It would not have worked path. out. Yeah. So that was my only little story about two different life paths. But what about you, Josh? You said you're the queen. Oh yeah, been here, done that. <laughs> tired of this bullshit. Oh no. Um, yeah, I've met some really amazing people, guys who, because as I said before, I'm so decisive. I have some core, yeah. fundamental qualities that I'm looking for, and I cannot seem to find it for some reason in mm-hmm. this country. Yeah. <laughs> and I've met some great guys while traveling or abroad. Um, who have those qualities but it just won't work because mm-hmm. just logistically, geographically, so many other layers mm. um, just ain't gonna work. So, so yeah, so there's this guy um, who I met when I was living in Australia. Mm-hmm. So this is back when I was 22. So about six, oh god, six years ago. <laughs> that is wild to yeah. say. Um, so I met this guy on my birthday actually, mm-hmm. which was my last week in Australia. Oh! Um, he is from Belgium and he had just arrived in Australia to start his like one year visa. Already the universe was conspired against us. Um, but anyways, met him at a bar. We like clicked instantly. Um, we hung out that whole night. Basically I was there with my friends, but my other friend was like off doing whatever. And he and I just had like such an instant connection and just, clicked had really good conversation mm-hmm. and then we were bonding because like i was leaving australia so i was like kind of nostalgic mm. he had just gotten there so he had all this excitement yeah so it was like a good kind of rapport that we just established already off rip okay um and so changed information whatnot the next two days mm-hmm. or it was a day a break and then another day um we hung out like, <gasps> the whole time Oh my god, that's so dangerous. (laughs) Oh my god. 
Don't I know it? I think it was two days after that, mm-hmm. after I had met him, we spent an entire day together. Oh no. Um, we were walking all around the city because it was my last week, so I wanted to do some like last sightseeing. Mm-hmm. He had just gotten there. He wanted to do sightseeing. sightseeing. I also had some like souvenir shopping I wanted to do, and he just kind of like tagged along. Right. And the whole time we're just shit chatted up. Like he, this is someone who I literally feel like I knew him my whole life. Like just oh. kind of connection that that instant kind of connection I had with him. Yeah. And I don't connect that easily with people, so right. this was like right. very scary so we spent a whole day together again very platonic mm-hmm. weren't doing nothing the next day he wanted to hang out i agreed went home looked in the mirror and was like bitch you cannot go <laughs> you are going to fall in love with this man <laughs> and so i texted him and canceled and said yeah. can we cancel tomorrow and how about we just hang out um on thursday or whatever it was is was that like, your last day like my second to last day in the okay. country yeah okay and he's like, okay, that's fine. So I like axed out that second day mm-hmm. and third day, spent the whole day together again. Oh, uh, again? Again. Um, and we went to like all these different beaches. We did this like okay. coastal walk and whatnot. Yeah. And. Oh, oh my God. Wait, you went for walks on the beach? So there's like a very famous walk in Sydney. Okay. The Bondi, Kuji to Bondi walk. Okay. Wow. Or Bondi to Kuji. It's like. Um, it's a coastal walk. You're walking along the coast, and along okay. the way, you pass about six beaches. Oh wow! So it's like a very beautiful oh, scenic, cool. and then you start off in Kuji, you end in Bondi. Like okay, whole, okay, whole got you. Okay. So I've done this walk a million times. Mm-hmm. It was his first time, so it was like a really nice. Oh, you so know, you guys were activity. bonding over way more. Yeah. Ugh. We were doing all that. Yeah. <sighs> God um, damn. So, spent a whole another day with him, mm-hmm. and it's just so easy breezy. Like, mm-hmm. I even to this day, I still have not had something like this yeah. uh, with someone, like, so instantly. And I remember I had to catch a specific bus, mm-hmm. because I was going out with, it was like my last leaving night or something oh, with okay, my girlfriend's. So um, and so I had a specific bus, so we we're at the beach, and I look at my clock, and I'm like, okay, it's time to go. So mm-hmm. we both stood up from our, our spots. And we both just hugged each other. Oh! Like, it wasn't like, it was just like an instant thing, because we knew that yeah. was about to leave, yeah. essentially. And we stood there hugging for like a smooth three minutes. <gasps> oh my god, <laughs> just really? Just standing in silence and hugging. A, literally a stranger who I just met, like, on my birthday four days ago, but I felt like I knew him my entire life. Oh! Oh Terrible. my god. <laughs> <laughs> I literally might start crying right now. So... <laughs> So, so that was that. I had like these two whirlwind days with this guy. Yeah. I hopped on the bus and we he took the same bus, but I got off early mm-hmm. and we hugged goodbye. Did not kiss. Wow. Even though I know he almost was kind of like inching in for the kiss, but yeah. I I was like I can't do this. Yeah, because you will be thinking I will lose. Psycho. Yes. <laughs> I will actually become a psycho. Look at place to Belgium. Like, yes. oh my God. <laughs> so that was just a no. And so that was that. For the next four years, mm-hmm. we kept in contact. Wow. Um, four years? For the next, like, four years. So he stayed in Australia. He did his, like, okay. year visa thing. He ended up going to New Zealand for a year, and he came back to Australia for, like, another year. Mm-hmm. So this whole time that we were, like, still kind of chatting and stuff like that, um, he was still over in Australia. Okay. 
Um, but again, it was just he's not big on social media. He only yeah, has Facebook. You. We we talk okay. through Facebook because that's okay. literally the only thing that he has. He doesn't even update wow. Facebook. He just has Facebook just to talk to people. Mm-hmm. Um, he's not on Twitter, like so, like any social media. Okay, I've only ever talked to him through Facebook. That's interesting because then you only got updates about him through him. Yes, which I really appreciated mm-hmm. because if for four years I had to look at his pictures and. All, I would have been just a terrible, yeah. terrible shape right now. Yeah, basically. Yep. Uh-huh. So for the next four years, it's basically like every few months, I'd reach out to him or he'd reach out to me. What's going on with your life? Where yeah. are you now? And just kind of like update each other. So about two years ago, sorry, this story is so long. <laughs> about two years ago, I went back to Australia on holiday with, mm-hmm. uh, with two friends. And he was still living in Australia this time. Mm-hmm. And so this was perfect. We coordinated. Let's meet up. Blah, blah, blah. He um, came down to Sydney and, you know, met up. So he had literally the last four years, like, morphed into this very classic beach bum surfer nomad living in his van living off the land like Oof. not living off the land that sounds too extreme yeah, but yeah. he had blonde dreads like Ooh. he threw out <laughs> some oh, blonde dreads my lord he was like surfing all day he worked little odd jobs mm-hmm. he bought a camper van and was like living in this camper van for one and just traveling and like living this life like really became like this traveler person yeah, and just living for himself. Living for himself. Yeah, literally living for himself. That's it. Uh, seemed to me very, very happy in this yeah. decision for himself. Right, and it was so interesting to see him like four years later. He had looked so much different. Yeah, but he right. was like the same person, mm. and we fell right back into it like nothing, Aww. like nothing had really changed. And what degree were you on at this? Uh, were you so this was right one? before grad school. All right, right. okay. <laughs> Talk about like that. <laughs> So we have the surfer dreaded beach bum living yeah. in his van, and I'm literally about to start my master's. Like, <laughs> so different paths. Yeah. Um, and so, same thing. We hung out for a whole day, and then I went back for another night to hang out with him. We were going mm-hmm. out at night. My two friends were supposed to come, but long story, they couldn't come. Mm-hmm. Weather issues, and they didn't want to take the ferry. That's basically yeah. what well. And so, but I was like, I have to go, because I can't not yeah. say goodbye to him. Yeah. Um, so... Mind you, from when I met him from, from day one, uh-huh. all the way through into this night, we have not kissed. Right. We have not nothing. It's yep. been so platonic. Mm-hmm. Things changed that night. Yeah. It kind of became a little romantical. Uh, all right. Um, and we finally kind of like crossed that line. Yeah. And... Um, it was pretty devastating. <laughs> yeah, I would imagine because that was your last time seeing him. Yeah, right? that was. It, it was so hard because I, I knew this wasn't gonna work out. I was mm-hmm. literally about to. I was in grad school actually. At this, this was uh, winter break of grad school. Um, I'm going back to go start a career mm-hmm. essentially, living in yeah. New York City. Yeah. He is living in a van and <laughs> still living that traveler life. Mm-hmm. He's not a city person. Yeah. So I knew eventually, like, I knew he would never come to the Right. States. Yeah. He was either going to continue living, like, a beach kind of life or eventually he was going to go back to Belgium and, like, start his life there. Mm-hmm. Um, and the people in your life would never let you move into a van <laughs> on the beach. I don't want to move into a van on the beach. <laughs> Like, I did the van life. I yeah, loved you it. Did. I enjoyed it for the you six did. weeks that I was traveling by, by van. Um, but 
yeah, it's just too many. It just wasn't at work. Yeah. And to this day, it took me a really, really long time, like, privately, Justine. I know. I was really struggling. Suffering. To get over, really suffering know. to get yeah. over him because I, you don't connect with that many people like that. Yeah. On oh, that, yeah. That well, kind a of, blessing. Perhaps. Yeah, it's a blessing to connect with someone in that way. Mm-hmm. Um, but then it just, because your lives are just so different, mm-hmm. it just would never work out. Yeah. That's Last time we messaged was about about a month ago. Okay. And this is how I know I'm like doing so well now because yeah. he has a girlfriend. Oh. He's back in Belgium, I think. Okay. With homegirl. Okay. They have this little like waffle, waffle business together. Of course they <laughs> Belgium, do. Belgian waffles. When I went to see him in Australia, he showed me his business plan. What? Like, this was an idea, a seed from two years ago. Oh, wow. That now he is fully living That's out nice. and has his little okay. waffle cart and he's with a girlfriend. And Does she also have blonde dreads? She does not have bl- I don't know what, I think she's blonde because okay. I've seen their like Facebook page or whatever okay. for the waffle business. Um, but <laughs> yeah, I'm like at peace with yeah. it. It just would not work. Yeah. It probably wouldn't work. And another. I always said in another lifetime, in another world, another plane. Yeah, maybe you were together in another in lifetime. another kind of life. Maybe mm-hmm. yeah, maybe we had a past. That's why we connected so deeply. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But in this world here today, yeah, no, our lives are just not gonna be on the same path, unfortunately. Oh man. Yeah. Sorry, story time. That was long. <laughs> well, I would love to read any stories that you guys have about any of these topics but specifically this one yeah because i would love to hear what people prioritize like obviously you were not going to move to a van on the beach and my man wasn't moving to the concrete jungle so that wasn't happening that's extreme but if you've met somebody like maybe mm, something scandalous like at work (laughs) (laughs) you know like something where it just wasn't right Mm -hmm. let us let us know email us yeah share your dating life path stories I'm really curious Mm -hmm. am I alone in this has anyone else met a a a blonde dreaded surfer (laughs) surfer who's living in a bright van that you want to try to make it work with let me know please um so yeah so that's that story I have a question for you okay sure um, we're gonna play the Q and A. Oh, our favorite game! Our favorite game where I make up a hypothetical man. Okay, and oh no, with a crazy life path, and okay. tell me what would you do mm-hmm. in this situation? So you just start dating this guy. Mm-hmm. He's thirty three. Oh, okay. Too young? No, no, we can keep it thirty three. It's already an adventure. Okay, he's thirty three. Okay, he got a beard. Nice. He's. Tall, dark, and chocolate. Okay. Oh, boy. All right. <laughs> um, you met his mom. Mom loves you. Oh, wow. All yeah. right. Everything is going Wow. Well. You, at the same time, uh-huh. have just started your dream job. Okay. And so you're feeling very settled in that in that realm. Mm-hmm. Homeboy drops the bomb. Oh, no. That uh, he's always wanted to be a doctor. Okay. And go to medical school. Okay. You've known this. He just got his acceptance letters. Oh, wow. He got into medical school in, like, the boonies of Florida. No! I was hoping you wouldn't say Florida. <laughs> oh, no! What do you do? Do you oh, keep dating this guy? Do you... Oh. Yeah, what do you do? Life paths are starting to diverge. 
So at first when you said dream job, mm-hmm. I knew I was going to have to move. So whenever I think of jobs, especially in New York slash LA, I know that you can work from home. Okay. So to me, the job isn't as much of a factor mm-hmm. as the boonies of Florida that is a factor. <laughs> yeah. I'm very worried about that. Ooh. I'm worried about making a whole new life, especially if I decide to keep the job because then I won't have any work friends. Mm. So how will I make friends? <laughs> I don't have any family in Florida. Like I really got to think about this one. I so hate warm you? weather. Oh my yeah, God. There's so many negatives. So many negatives for you. <laughs> oh my God. So would you, so maybe let's take date or let's take the moving off the table. Would you still date him? Oh, girl, no. Like, we're do no. the distance and all that? Oh, absolutely not. That's preposterous. <laughs> no. Um, not in this stage of my life. Yeah. I wouldn't. Mm. Like, if we're committed now, right. like, we're riding this out. And med school's four years. And med school's four years. Four good childbearing years, years. that yeah. I am, okay, committing to. Yeah. Um, you know what? I might have to go with him. <gasps> I might have You're to go. You're moving to the booties of I, Florida. I might have to go with them. Four years, you are going to be kind of the bread, the bread winner. winner, which I'm fine with because the booties of Florida is cheap. True. So if I'm going to keep that New York salary, then that's fine. Okay. I'm actually okay with that. Okay. Yeah, that's fine. And you're ready to just jump on this this med school journey with them? <sighs> oh my god. Because that his his life path is set. Yeah. Like, yeah. You, you already know what it is. Yeah. Are you ready to jump on the journey? And he's going to be making all these new friends. And I'm going to be in Florida. Oh, yeah. In the boonies with no one. <laughs> Skyping and crying <laughs> with you. Um, but I might... There are some contingencies here. Okay. <laughs> one of them is uh, marriage. Oh, yeah. And children. Yeah. Are coming. <laughs> In that four years. <laughs> okay. I don't care if we're going to the Tampa uh, courthouse, whatever. Mm-hmm. We're getting married. So you're trying to lock it down. Oh, yeah. Okay. I'm not giving up my good New York City fabulousness life mm-hmm. for the boonies of Florida for a boyfriend. For a boyfriend. Nah, True. son. Oh, okay. Nah. Yeah. I'm giving that up for a fiance. Yeah. And while you still working and... Not in school. You need to get me a nice ring. We're going to go down there. We're going to move to a nice apartment. Mm-hmm. And then we'll figure out the financials from there. But I'm more worried about the commitment. Mm. Right? Because if I'm giving up so much and then yeah. you are gaining an entirely new life, yeah. we need to be committed together. Yeah. Because I'm giving up too much already. Right. Um, so, That's yeah. True. Those would have to be my contingencies. I hear you. Yeah. I'm right there with you. Yep. Show me that ring. Yeah. And then we can talk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then we can talk. And we can talk. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. All right. That wasn't too, too bad. Right? Yeah. Um, all right. So, we made it through. Oh, my nice gosh. Nice for what to these niggas part two. <laughs> to a conclusion. We have talked about all kinds of dating stuff. Yep. So, hopefully, you got your, your fix. Mm-hmm. And I know I'm done talking about my like this no, story. Done until the bachelorette, I guess. Until the bachelorette starts back up. Um, so thanks for listening, guys. We want to remind you to please rate, review, and subscribe. subscribe. And also, please send us emails. Yeah, I'm so intrigued after last week's emails. Mm-hmm. That after this week talking about interracial dating, I know. So say interracial dating. I definitely want to hear your experiences and what y'all are going through, or any, you know, 
questions, concerns you might have, mm-hmm. want to get our take on things, we ain't shit, but maybe we can give you something. Right, yeah, don't be like taking our advice wholeheartedly no. here, but I can give you a line or two. Right, something. Right, so please send us email um, and hit us up on Twitter. Our handle, as always, is the number two BLK girls, the number one Rose. And if you want to share your stories with us via email, our email address is the number two black girls the number one rose at gmail.com sweet all right guys this is it yep for now right we'll be back in a few weeks mid-may yeah tentatively yeah for our breakdown of the cast bios for becca's season of the bachelor becca let's do the damn thing oh jesus they keep (laughs) putting that down our throat i can't stand it oh my god Anyways, all right, it's been fun. It has been real. Love you guys. Bye. Later.